Hello, this is Marianne Hogan, and I am a Solomon running athlete. Um, I also run for NAC, Koros, um, and Bricks. And, uh, oh wait, can I start over, please? No, nope, we're keeping that. No. So, it's <laughs> one and done. I, Sorry. I know. I and moving on to the next question. Now I'm checking. <laughs> <laughs> Three, two, one. Hi, everyone. This is Marianne Hogan, and I am a Solomon running athlete. Um, and in less than nine or eight days now, I will be taking part in the 2022 Western State. If we could just free ourselves of our perceived limitations and tap into our internal fire, the possibilities are endless. I'll tell you about it when it happened in the race, but to be honest with you, it happened even before the race. It happened in the training. Great cause. Oh, thank you. I respect that, man. So. You keep doing what you do it, man. Keep inspiring. For all you kids out there, stay safe and stay strong. Hey everyone, it's the Training for Ultra podcast. Scott Jurek here. I was physically totally wrecked. I, I had nothing left. I figured I might as well move as quickly as possible towards the finish line if I was going to be moving towards it anyways. How do you even do that? If I could, you know, finish a 50-miler, I could probably run across the country. 100 miles is not that far. Welcome to episode 205 of the Train for Ultra podcast. My name's Rob. I also go by Training for Ultra. We have a great episode. We're talking to Marianne Hogan. And I shared it on social media. I'm not sure the listener knows quite yet. Marianne and I are planning a Western States film, so I'm really excited about that. Um, if you don't know much about her, episode 201 had tons and tons of downloads. It was pretty popular, and it gives some really interesting background as to how she got into Western States. But I'm just excited to have a friend that is ecstatic to run Western States, and I figured I'd try to capture her experience and share it with the world. So. It will be available free on YouTube once it's done, you know, with the uh, with the whole editing process and whatnot. But it should be a pretty quick turnaround. But shout out to Knack. They're supporting the entire film. And uh, they are a sponsor of Marianne. And they wanted to help share her race. And so that's pretty cool of her sponsor there. But big shout out to podcast sponsors here. Exoskin, definitely check them out. I just ordered a new base layer shirt, and I I used my own coupon. So check out the, the show notes for the latest coupon code available there. And I also wanted to give a shout out to the uh, John Wayne Cancer Foundation and their Grit Series. Check out their website. Check out the uh, show notes there. They have a bunch of a little bit shorter distances, but they are really cool experiences. I can't wait to do one myself. And then last but not least, we have Tannery Outdoors. And just check them out. They have a few new products that were just released, but they've been a big supporter of the podcast and a lot of the, the top athletes um, within our trail and ultra running community. So very high qual- quality products, very high quality races, Shout out to you Patreon supporters. You've had the early access to a lot of a lot of this and 
For background, at the end of this episode, you'll hear music that I'm already planning out for the film. So the intro music and extra music, you'll see them in the film when once it comes out. So enjoy this episode. We joke around because I'm really short. Marianne's even shorter, I think, and um, outruns everyone, obviously. But maybe the Dark Pony, <laughs> My Little Dark Pony, I don't know. Oh, we'll f- <laughs> <laughs> something like that. Something like that. We'll figure out something creative. But um, Marianne's been a huge supporter of the podcast, and she was the very first film subject ever of all time uh, for me. And you can go back to some previous episodes and hear, you know, about what she's overcome over the past few years. But now she finds herself going to the big one, Western States with her golden ticket, first over, not first overall, first female Bandera 100K, right? I think fifth overall. Uh, no, no, it wasn't fifth overall. Uh, I don't remember my overall, overall position. Yeah, so, something, something like, like that. that. Yeah. She she has the uh, coveted golden ticket and will be at the start line. And so, Marianne, do you want to give some background on why we're even talking? Why why are we talking other than we're just friends and I'm like super excited for you? <laughs> yeah, well, we're talking because um, you are going to be coming out here too in, in less than a week now so that we can film this whole experience, um, which is really, really fun. I'm super excited to have you come out and see uh, what you can put into movie form, what will be my Western States 2022. You did the hard stuff. Now, you know, you just have to run this race. I, I feel like I actually might have more more of a job here than you. I mean, what's... <laughs> and, and I'm super excited. Matt Daniels' film project was just absolutely amazing. It was my very first try at even making a film, but it was more... It, it feels very similar going out supporting a friend um and i do like the fact that i've gone out and covered the the male race and now covering the female race is going to be awesome so i like yeah, for sure. i like changing it up there um but let's talk about western states let's just kick it off why not um what's your approach here I don't want you to give away, show any of your cards because it's it's going to be one of the best female races ever. Uh, you know, it's it's always a stacked field. And, you know, if, yeah. if any one of, of these females has a good day, I mean, there's 15 that could easily just have a one-off great day and, and crush it out there. I mean, what what's your approach going in? Yeah, and I mean that's kind of that's kind of the beauty of Western states is that there's so much uh, depth in the field, and I think that that's what makes it so interesting. Um, and I don't think that I have to worry about giving too much out because uh, my strategy is really to kind of to play it by feel, um, in the sense that this is my first hundred miles, um, so it will be very exciting for me to see how the body reacts uh, past a uh, hundred k or hundred twenty five k, which is actually my my furthest distance. Um, and so the plan for me is, is to start off not too fast, which I, um, oftentimes have a tendency of doing cause I get so excited at the beginning of races, um, and kind of see where, where my body takes me. Um, I'm pretty excited actually about the, the net downhill course. Um, I'm a big fan of downhill running, so, so it, it'll be very interesting. Even if I, if I do realize that there's quite a bit of a, of climbing as well. 
um, I look forward to kind of the last section of the course for sure. Um, I mean, yeah, it's a, a net downhill, net downhill hundred Ks are, are difficult because you, you have so much forward momentum and then your quads will remind you. I mean, it's once you cross that river, uh, around mile 80, it's it, your quads. It'll be really interesting. I'll, I'll maybe have to cross the river to capture just like what your, your face is like, um, <laughs> trying to do like some of the most basic climbs. Well, you'll be crushing down to the river and your quads will probably be hurting there. But then, yeah, I mean, this is such an amazing race and I mean, so I, I'm trying to segue here. I mean, we're, we're obviously going to capture it as best we can just to share it with the listener. They can become the viewer on YouTube and this will be a free, a free film. Um, NAC is one of Marianne, Marianne's sponsors and, and they've been super awesome and gracious to support my efforts to, to get out there and capture her race day. Um, so I did want to throw that out there. Um, but I mean, are you, looking at at the field closely are you just going out to run your own race i mean you're an elite Um, solomon runner who i think could be the dark horse of this race you're not just going out there to run your own race come on right i mean it's nice to hear that but let's be honest yeah well so it kind of just happens right like even if I am not running my own race like I don't really get distracted if like someone's you know is is a little bit ahead of me or anything like that like to me that's kind of what I see in terms of running my own race is just I have to make sure that I stay within you know uh, the top field because that's definitely the objective Um, and then just see how I can use my strengths to my advantage and not panic in, in my weaknesses you know um, so that, but I am definitely a runner that kind of just follows, uh, my own flow. So if, if, if I'm feeling good at a, at a certain time, um, I definitely am the type to just capitalize on that moment as opposed to kind of like trying to hold back. Um, and this is just where Western States will be very particular because, um, I don't know what that means on a, on a hundred mile basis. So this, this is just where, um, it's going to be very interesting for me to, to kind of run my waist that way, but definitely, um, you know, I want to stay within, um, a safe distance of, uh, the top field and, and kind of, kind of have fun out there in the process. I mean, I'm, I'm just distinctly remembering quad rock. I think it was 17 or 18. I can't really remember yeah. 17, right? When you won. Yeah. Yeah. 2017. And, and I was there, I, I actually had an injury. And so I was like, oh, I'll just take photos and some video. And you came blasting down that course. And again, that's it's a 50-mile course with, what, fifteen or 14,000 feet of gain or something wild. Yeah. I, I can't remember. It's it's almost the entire Western States cl- uh, climb, right? Uh, I don't remember either. It's been a little while. But, yeah, it's definitely a lot of climbing. But a lot of downhill, too, you know, which makes it interesting. So that, that race sticks out in my head. I want to say uh, Anna, Anna May was, was Anna May Flynn second place that day or was she fourth place? I can't remember. Um, she was third. Casey, Casey was second. Okay. Casey was second. And so that's exactly the point I wanted to talk about. I mean, you got, you beat someone 
and and Casey is absolutely amazing. We love her. She's always super nice. Um, For sure. She's won Western States. And then you have Anna Mae who went out the States and just doesn't like the 100-mile distance. It was kind of her first 100-mile distance. And, again, someone that's been super nice uh, to the podcast and everything else. She just likes shorter distances, you know? And, yeah. and didn't have a great Western States that year. Um, I think it was that year. It might have been the next one. Uh, so so how do you kind of gauge yourself? Like, how, do you have markers that have any kind of sense of expectations for race day? Um, <clears throat> no, not really. Like, I think that all of my best races are really when I just feel the moment. And, and, and I think quad rock is a prime example of that. Like there were some three top runners that I remember specifically, like it was Claire anime and Casey um, who were Claire, running yeah. and from, and, and from the start, um, they took off and they took off a little faster than me, but nothing dramatic. Um, you know, they were just ahead of me and I wasn't really running with them and anything like that. And then I think it was around mile six where, um, I, we were going downhill and I just felt really great. And I just decided to zoom by them and, and have a some fun on the downhill and then and then uh that was it you know that that's where the race strategy just kind of showed up and and I just took the lead and and uh and remained there but without really evaluating it wasn't a strategy it wasn't like oh this is the downhill that I'm gonna take the lead or or whatnot um it was just more of like I and I'm going with it and I'm going to see where this takes me. Um, and it just so happened that day that it, it, it was enough for me to, to maintain the lead after after that. Um, and uh, so I, I, for me, that's just kind of the way I roll because I can't I can't be planning to be to be feeling a certain way um, on a distance that I've never ran before and that there are so many elements that can can come in. Into, and I'm thinking like uh, heat. So the heat in Western will be a huge one, um, which will, will be really hard to predict how your body reacts the day of. Um, so it's, it's, I'm just going to see how the day goes and, and, and make the most of it. Just, just like I do for, for all of my races, actually. I, I don't think there's that much heat at Western States. I, I've never heard anyone complain. That's <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, not that bad. <laughs> eh, don't worry about it. Um, so, I mean, I distinctly remember talking about heat training with Eo Wang and, and her her game plan there was dressing up in like layers and layers and layers running around her neighborhood. I think the police were called because they saw a sketchy individual um, <laughs> running around the neighborhood. But what what has been your heat training? Do you have any kind of go to strategy there? Because I know some coaches have a very laid out protocol. Yeah, again, I don't have a very laid out protocol. Um, ever since uh, I got uh, the golden ticket, I've been trying to get as many um, heat training experience, kind of like real time experience. So I've been to Florida a couple times and did some really uh, good workouts um, in the middle of the day in the, in the dead of the heat, um, which was really nice. Um, and then I came to California um, a month early before the race so, so that I could adapt at the real uh, real temperature here. 
Um, and then I, I've been doing a lot of hot yoga and just recently I've added, um, the sauna just to kind of like top up, um, the heat, um, that I could be experienced or could, that we could be experiencing in the canyons. Um, so I did a, a little bit of everything, um, and trying, tried to keep everything fun. Um, I think so far the, 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 the one thing that is a little less fun, but I think that will really pay off are the sauna sessions. Um, I just feel like those are, those were necessary, but, but everything else, they were definitely more, um, uh, fun way to integrate heat training. I think, I think it's, it's awesome. I think the timing is what most people don't understand with heat training. I'm no expert, but I, I think people can try to put in heat training, like the heaviest heat training, like a month out and really your body's only going to adapt like right where you are right now. It, I mean, that's yeah. where the most benefit's going to be because you do lose that adaptation. And so if you do a bunch of heat training way too far out from race day, like you could actually kind of miss the mark on it. Um, but yeah, feel free. I mean, I think, I think make, uh, make your heat training fun. Go out with the goal of like, you know, tagging me yeah. on, tagging me on Instagram stories with like the temperature. The hundred and <laughs> hundred and eighty temp degree temperature. Exactly. <laughs> um, no, but with heat training too, I, I understand that there's a whole scientific um, look at it. But I also do think that like there is something to be said as you know, a month before the race, if you're a able to run in high temperature heat. Um, I do think that there's something to a, a mental game in the sense of, yeah. you know, you feel confident going in the heat and you're not as stressed about the heat. And I think it's just a matter, you know, yes, I do. I, I do completely agree and understand that there's a scientific um, point of view in terms of heat training. But I also do think that you have to do things that puts you put you in confidence to, um, you know, go into the canyons when it's 120 degrees out, you know? Yeah, I mean, totally. I, I would go out. And this was when we just had a newborn, when Matt was born, and we were in Colorado here, and uh, we still are in Colorado. But Dean Carnassus told me, like, heat training is the poor man's altitude training or something to that effect. <laughs> and so yeah. I made the most of it. And I actually was like, I got excited. And it, I saw it as a challenge to, like, wait until it's most unbearable to go for this 10K loop run and... It was probably really stupid, but it, I did actually see some benefit from it. I mean, even with uh, altitude, like he had joked about, but um, that's that's actually part of the race. So, I mean, how are you feeling at altitude? Because you're you're what at like six thousand feet? I can't remember what Tahoe is. Seven. Yeah. Um, yeah, same thing. Uh, I, I think the altitude is definitely something that you can, um, adjust to, but I think it's, it's a lot to try to get everything in for Western states. So I think it's just a matter of prioritizing. Um, so I've definitely been put being, uh, I definitely put more emphasis on heat training than, than, uh, elevation. But that being said, um, I spent the all weekend last weekend in Tahoe and I'm going back this weekend again. Um, and I'm going again, like Wednesday before the race. Um, so I feel like my body will have adjusted a little bit. Um, and in the same regards that I, you know, I, I traveled to Florida for heat training. I was also in Peru in March, um, in, in Cusco, which is like 3000 plus meters, uh, high. Up. Those were wild um, photos. You got to check yeah. her out on Instagram. Those were cool photos. 
Yeah, it was really, really nice. So on top of having good uh, altitude training, it was also a really, really good place to be. Um, so, so, so that was fun. I mean, that's awesome. It's so, and and I totally agree. You can't, you can't have everything before a race. You do have to prioritize. I love that. I mean, and it's, it's almost like when you pack your, your pack, like you're, you're only going to use like 20% of what you actually pack for a race and drop bags and whatnot. So, I mean, I, training's maybe a little different, but I'm excited for you. And I'll be honest with the listener. Um, Marianne had an injury, like a crazy injury where she was down for the count, but I've never heard her so excited for a race before to the point where I wasn't planning on doing a film at Western States, but I dropped everything because of talking to her and hearing the excitement in her voice is the, the reason um, I I just absolutely have to try to, to capture her experience. So I'm excited for you. Are you, are you feeling your, was it your left ankle? I can't remember which you rolled several times pretty bad. Yeah. Well, I, I actually broke my right leg. Um, so my, ankle, it, yeah. right, my right ankle is, is, is very sore. And then I, I definitely um, tore my a couple ligaments in my left leg as well. So my ankles are definitely something I need to work on and I have been working on. And I think that, uh, you know, a, a course like Western States is more to my um, advantage in terms of that because running back in Quebec, there's some pretty, pretty technical terrain that makes it uh, more difficult to, to be 100% confident. So um, I, I'm pretty excited for sure. Is there is there snow uh, up up high this year? I I don't know. I, I honestly I haven't had time to to research like the little individual facts, and I know you did the training camp and probably yeah, covered was, most of the course, right? Yeah. Most of the course there's a, actually, so I did the first climb last week, um, but we stopped at the top of the first climb. So I'm missing um, the top, the, all the section between the top of the first climb all the way to Robinson flat, um, okay. which I think is really okay. You know, I think there, there hasn't been a, a race that I've ever ran like in its entirety before running it anyway. So I think that it, that'll keep things interesting. Um, but it's nice to know that I, you know, from Robinson Flat and on, I, I was able to run everything. So, um, and a couple times. So, so, so that'll be really nice to go back and do it on race day. So, was there a bunch of snow up high? Oh, yeah, sorry, I didn't answer that question. Um, there no, was not. Okay. There was not. Uh, there, 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 there practically was no snow at all. Okay, actually. that's that's a good good sign. I just yeah. I distinctly remember. I think I was at Robinson and. Uh, Matt Daniels comes in with a look on his face like he was. It was, I think that's around the 50K mark. And this is a guy that can really throw down, and he just looked destroyed. And luckily, I don't think he verbalized that he was thinking about dropping the year he took fourth place. But that yeah. the first 50K can can crush you. So don't don't yeah. underestimate it. It's it's brutal. But that was also a snow year. Yeah, yeah, I think. Yeah, but either way, I think that the that that has been said multiple times, and it's definitely not something to 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 not take into account. I think it's kind of techy too until you hit the 
the plush yeah. pine needle beds. Oh, those were amazing. Um, yeah, for sure. So what about the river crossing? Rocky Chucky, like, I, again, I, I don't know. Is there, are there um, boats? It, probably not, right? Because the water levels so. would be lower. So we'll have to frame frame that up wide and shoot at 120 frames a second to see you trying to get through the river and not get swept away. We don't want a Jim Wamsley here. <laughs> yeah. Um, no, I don't know what the river, what, what the river crossing will be like, but I, I went across it actually not too long ago and it wasn't that bad. So I, I think it should be fine. And there should be a rope there to help us go across. So it should be, it should be really fine. Cool. Yeah. I, I'm, Assuming that means water levels are low enough to make it even more exciting. The the rafts across are obviously necessary for safety and everything, but it does kind of, I don't know, it feels a little unnatural. Um, yeah. It also means like, I don't know if I really want to film on the other side of the river. So sorry about that. Um, <laughs> but the, no the rollers after that I've heard are just amazing. I remember Hayden Hawks and uh, Matt Daniels talking about those rollers after the river just being like they were in flow. And and, and I, I'm assuming you hit that part right into the finish line during the training camp. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's a super rollable section, like runnable section. Like when we were running it during training camp, we kept saying like, oh, we better have legs when we get here because um, this is definitely a runnable section. And there's nothing worse than making like making it to a runnable section and not being able to run. So um, that's the goal is to make it there and still be able to run. So I'm even having trouble. 125K, is, is that about 80 miles? Uh, yeah, just about, just about. I mean, how are you feeling like once you hit, because you're, you're going to hit the river section. Like I told you, I'm, I'm flying out there. You have to win the race. So um, <laughs> I'll do my best. Um, I mean, how are you mentally thinking about extending, you know, your, your PR with distance by a good chunk um, I'm actually pretty excited that it's happening at Western States. Like I, I like to, to, to kind of go, go big or go home. And, and I, I'm glad that I'm able to run my first hundred mile distance at Western States. I also think that, you know, the net downhill will help in, in making it a little bit easier for me. And, and that might be words that I regret, um, in, in the future, if my quads seize up and I understand that that's a reality. Uh, but I am pretty excited actually. I, I, I just wanna, I just wanna go out there and, and, and get it done, you know. I, I'm just so excited to to do it. So um, I guess that's how I'm feeling. Uh, it, the distance in itself um, doesn't scare me as much, just because. I mean, I ran five when I took my ankle, so I was there for longer than I should have been. Um, so I have a, a good idea of, um, you know, the, the amount of time on feet versus uh, the distance. I mean, who uh, are you actually, and, and you don't have to like call out anything totally specific, but for the listener's background, at least, who are you kind of watching? Who who are you anticipating being in this top 10 group? And 
I mean, have you met them out there? Uh, Lucy got out there, right? Is she is she in the race this year? I can't remember. Yeah, yeah, Lucy's out there. Lucy's God, in the race. Lucy got in. Um, finally. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, it's a, it's a very uh, re- really stacked field um, this year, actually, and and that's what makes it so interesting. Um, I think that there's a lot of top competitors, and and I can I can start uh, naming out names, but for sure I'm gonna miss some, so I don't want to. Uh, Court, no disrespect is, to anyone. Is, Court, is Courtney DeWalter going to be there? Uh, no, she's not. She's not running the race, I believe. I think she she was registered, but I think she she's not doing it in the end. Okay. I mean, I, yeah. I keep hearing both sides, so I just wanted to throw that out there also for the listeners' background. Um, yeah, yeah. Camille, Camille Herron's going to yeah. go out hard. Yeah. Get ready. She's going to go out Guys hard have to watch she, out, with, right? Yeah, I will love to see. Um, definitely, Camille is, is somebody to watch for sure. And did you, you got to actually run with, with our friend Emily Howgood, right? You met her out there? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I ran with Emily. That's That was really fun. Uh, we just went for an easy run, but definitely have Emily would be someone to watch. Um, I think a lot of top 10 returners are, are back, um, so so that'll be very interesting. Yeah, I, I mean, there's just so so many super talented people. Uh, I'm trying to recall if Claire, is Claire running? I don't uh, no, think no, she I is. No, I don't think she is. No, she, she won a golden ticket, but she, she, she turned it down. That's baller. I didn't know that. Yeah. I love uh, it. <laughs> so clear. <laughs> I mean, what's funny is I my favorite stories are like like your story getting that ticket after everything you'd been through. Emily Howgood like just like not having good race after good race for golden tickets and then finally getting her ticket. Um yeah. I I like the underdog stories like the underdog but then also like the dark horse or like the untold story i feel like maybe it's small responsibility of of me like within the community is just to share the story that might not have been told and i feel like nat gave us the opportunity marianne so you're it's up to you now um you have to win this (laughs) yeah Gotta um, go out and, and, and make up for a good story, you know? You gotta be first up the hill. Um, <laughs> That's not gonna happen. You get a coin, I think, for the next year. <laughs> oh, that's Leadville. Great. Sorry. Um, yeah, that's Leadville. <laughs> and the hill is much smaller at Leadville. <laughs> um, what else am I missing here? I mean, who's crewing you? I don't know if we've talked about that publicly. Who's, who's crewing and pacing? Uh, yeah, so I, I'm actually pretty lucky. I have a very big family. I have two brothers, a sister, and my parents, and everyone is coming out, um, including my best friend, who is also the wife of my brother. She is going to be my crew chief. Um, and then my, my sister's boyfriend is coming too. So I have a big, big crew. Um, I have a friend from Colorado who's already done the race who's coming out as well. And I have two friends from home who are coming out to pace me. Um, so I have a huge crew coming out. And I think that's also what makes the excitement so big for me. And, and I'm just so excited to go out there with everyone. It'll be such a joy to be able to see everyone at the aid stations. This is a giant crew. This is I kind of yeah. almost describe this as like a posse. 
Like I know, right? <laughs> you're supposed to be a dark horse. You can't show up with like a entourage here. Um, <laughs> so in, in terms of, I'm trying to just think through like the race itself. Have you kind of laid out nutrition game plan? Because I remember Matt Daniels laying out, gosh, they, they talked him and his crew talked for maybe two hours about how to go through that entire uh, process and, and strategy. And it literally, they laid it out by, aid station and exactly what to do is very specific. Are you going to be more feel and like, how are you handling nutrition for that, that long? Yeah, I'm definitely going to be more feel. Um, but, but there are definitely staples that I'm going to make sure to have all throughout my race, um, which are definitely some knack products. Um, and so what they're offering me actually is they made some, they made me some special gels um, that include fat, um, some carbs and some protein, um, which will be really good for me because, uh, I, you know, what I really want to make sure is that I have a constant, um, nutrition, but, but nutrition that will also, uh, be more long-term than just quick, uh, quick carbs, you know? And so they also have a hydration mix that uh, brings in the same kind of elements. So it brings some some carbs, but also some protein and also some electrolytes, which will be really important. Um, so I'm definitely going to use those two staples kind of just to make sure that I have a constant um, intake. And then I'm definitely going to going to spice it up with with other things that are more kind of to, 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 to make the day more interesting in terms of, you know, having something to eat that's different. Um, I understand that it might be different at Western States, but I'm usually, because it's going to be so hot, but I'm usually someone who gets pretty hungry when I run. Um, so eating has not been an issue so far. Uh, I hope that it will be the case, but if it, if it does become an issue, then I'm definitely just going to turn to those two um, ingredients, which uh, should be enough to supply me for the whole race. Yeah, we'll we'll talk to Matt Daniels uh hookup on all the cold cuts. He probably can get a <laughs> he can probably get a yeah. discount. Uh, <laughs> I saw that. I saw that video and I was like, man, how is he eating so much cold cut? But I love it, you know? It wasn't it wasn't, it wasn't that many, but it was uh, I mean, it's a memory I'll I'll never forget. Yeah, um, for sure. Yeah, craving ham of like you can literally have anything, Matt, like like give me ham. <laughs> give me ham. <laughs> I love um, it. I'm not sure that I'm gonna crave ham. I'm telling you right now. I mean, just tell your crew. There's probably places to pick up the the oddities. How are you? Are you gonna do ice? I assume you'll have like a buff with ice because some people do ice bandanas. That's a huge part of the race. Um, yeah, have, yeah. Have you thought about that? Have you planned for that? Yeah, for sure. I have uh, ice bandanas and I also have ice uh, sleeves um, and I will definitely uh, put ice in my hat and ice in my sports bra. I think it's going to be very ice centric kind of a kind of a day. Yeah, I hadn't thought about that. That huh, that changes the film perspectives and angles and stuff. You can't have <laughs> yeah. ice bras. Um, OK, hadn't thought about that. Uh, having having been at Badwater not running but crewing and pacing yeah. um uh, those arm sleeves are game changer just yeah. just the difference between wearing them and not wearing them huge difference so yeah. i i think that's a wise decision and 
Yeah, I mean, it sounds like you have a game plan. Don't try anything yeah. new. No, I have a game plan. I'm ready to go. What else am I missing? Uh, I don't know. I don't know. I think we, we probably covered a lot of it. I'm just trying to, you know, build the hype because it's deserved. I'm <laughs> incredibly proud of all the things you've overcome over the past few years. So, like, seriously, I could care less if you go out there. I mean, if you don't get up the first initial climb, I'll be kind of pissed. But um, <laughs> I, I should make it. You can walk it out. Um, but but regardless of how you do during the race, uh, I think your story, what you've overcome in terms of not only like the physical, like you breaking a bone and stuff, but all all the, you know, you had trouble with nutrition in your past and you just are the happy-go-lucky runner. I just, I love your attitude. You're like, because yeah. we've texted back and yeah. forth. And what, what did you text me about, like, the, the concept of the film? You're like, not every race has to be stressful. Like, even if it's Western States, like, I can just go out and have fun and run a race. Like, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what's important to me. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, I, I think like what I wanted to say when we talked about nutrition is not so much that I was having trouble. It's more that um, there are certain things that you do and you think you're doing the right thing, but you're not doing the right thing. And so it's just kind of adjusting along the way. And, and, and it's just nice to know that I can use the past experiencing experiences to make sure that I eat, eat enough. And on race day, that'll be especially important, you know? I'm still scarred by... In Boulder, when we were running and like you pull off the side of the trail and you like you grabbed a, a full thing of carrots out of your pack, yeah, I believe, yeah, yeah. and you started <laughs> munching on a carrot. I was just like, what? I, I've i never <laughs> seen that. Um, is that actually something you'll eat during the race? During the race, probably not, but it'll probably be one of the first things I want to eat when I'm done with the race. Interesting. So, yeah. And I don't know where I'll cut off the beginning of the conversation because we were talking beer and and light and everything. Um, do you need me to to or your crew to have like an IPA in a, in a small <laughs> ice chest at the finish line? Is that what you're I'm, thinking? I'm IPA? Sure, or? I'm sure that I'm sure that a member of the entourage crew will have a beer for me. No worries. <laughs> um, I do like I do like that you you like good beer, so that's pretty sweet. Yeah. And then my so my last question, just in case, um, well, I got two last ones. In case the beginning doesn't get cut into this episode, it's when when are you generally going to be happy finishing? I know this is your first hundred, so um, regardless of the color of your belt buckle. You know, that's that's probably your goal. But um, when we were talking before, you were like, I'll probably, I'll hopefully have a beer Saturday at some point. Or Saturday, <laughs> you said Saturday yeah. afternoon and my brain almost exploded. No, then, no, no. Yeah. I said, I said Saturday, but that was before <laughs> I started counting what time that meant. Um, so yeah, I mean, in an ideal world, that would be great if I could get a beer in on Saturday. Um, but, but my, my most important goal is I'm definitely, I'm definitely, uh, I would definitely like to be within that top 10. 
so that I can come back next year. Um, that's kind of my goal for me is, is I just want to make sure that I, I secure a spot for next year and, and make this thing uh, uh, just kind of like a, a, just come back and be able to run it again. I think that that, that would be, make me really, really happy. All right. I'm going to end with a hard question because I know how, how what a, a nice, like, you know, can, you're not going to try to flex or, or like, I, I don't know how to word this. Can, can you beat Camille on a good day? <laughs> Is there anyone out there in the top 20 that can beat you if you have a good day? I'm just, I have to ask. If nope. anyone can beat me? Yeah, if you have a, sure. if you have a good day. Yeah, well, can you, I can think you win Western States in a week? I, if I have a good day, I think anything is possible. But I, I do think that's true for any, anyone, you know. Um, that's the beauty of, of, of trail running is that, and especially ultras and especially Western States, because there are so many factors in play. Um, but I think that for anyone towing the line, like all we have to do is believe that that's a possibility and, and, and maybe it will happen, you know? So that's true for me, but it's true for other people as well. You're so humble. You're so humble. <laughs> You're such a nice person. And for like, honestly, if I do a film, they have to be a nice person. They have to be a good person. I put you right in that category. I'm super excited to share your race with the world regardless of how it goes. And I know we'll hopefully we'll chat with Patreon supporters like on the side down the road. Um, but I know the listener is going to enjoy whatever comes of your race. We'll, we'll share it and make it enjoyable and ins inspirational for you guys. So um, you want to shout out any other sponsors or pacers or anything, or we just calling it a day. <laughs> well, if I shout out all my crew, I think that that's going to take a long time. Uh, but I'm excited to, to share everyone within the movie. Uh, but my two pacers, they're going to be Thomas and Oliver. Um, and then uh, the third pacer is probably going to be one of my brothers. So either Philip or Francois. And then uh, my best friend, her name is Martia. So it's a very French name, but she's going to be my crew chief. Um, and obviously, uh, a quick shout out to my sponsors who are Solomon, as I mentioned at the beginning, uh, Knack, which you have mentioned a couple times for this movie, and then Koros, which is um, the, my, my watch sponsor. Um, I'm also a coach with a company called La Clinique du Coureur and the Coaching du Coureur. So that's definitely something I want to give a shout out to. Um, I'll put, that, well in, I'll put, I'll put that in the show notes for, uh, for the English only uh, listeners. <laughs> yeah. yeah <laughs> That's awesome. Sure. Um, and then Cieli, uh, I'm an athlete who runs with the Cieli Caps for sure. It's a company from Montreal. It's a great, great company. Um, and sporting the deal which support me with compression socks, um, and, and, and other brands. Um, and so Capic and Bricks as well. So those are all my, um, my sponsors for the moment. Well, again, I'm humbled that you're, allowing me to share your story. I mean, there's a lot of people you could reach out to and uh, to trust me with uh, trying to share your race day and part of your story, you know, it's super humbling and I, I can't help but shout out Knack, like supporting the entire film. 
Like it's really awesome of them to uh, support their athlete to the point where they'll they'll uh, you know financially back this whole film project. So shout out to them and Marianne get get some more heat training in. Go go live in that sauna yeah. for a few days and. <laughs> We'll be in touch and we'll, we'll talk to her right after the race as well. Appreciate you listeners and, and Marianne, really, really excited for you. So thanks for taking the time. Thanks. I'll talk to you soon. Huge thank you to the Patreon supporters out there. You guys are absolutely awesome. You helped make this all happen. Big thank you to Tannery Outdoors, Exoskin, in the John Wayne Cancer Foundation, their GRIT series. Please check out all three of them as well. They're just huge supporters of the whole community. Most importantly, don't forget to enjoy your training. See you next week. Stop.